Hello, creators. You are backstage with Patreon, where we open the curtain on how to build a thriving business on Patreon. I'm Brian Keller from the Creator Success Team. And today's guest is Ryan John, the co-host of the Tony and Ryan podcast, a hit show based in Melbourne, Australia, where Ryan and Tony talk about life, relationships, funny stuff going on with them. They've moved to five days a week. It's been amazing on Patreon, and we want to talk a little bit more about their story. Ryan previously had a job in accounting. He traveled around Australia with the hit network there and continues to be a content creator and audio consultant. Um, since starting the show, it's really taken off. On the weekend, he plays sports, watches sports, talks about he used to play sports. That's what Tony says about Ryan and what they do together. I was going to say, please, this is written by Tony. This is what she said. This is not what I said about myself. <laughs> And I think it also talks a little bit about your dynamic. You're making fun with each other. You're hyping each other up kind of on doing that. And I think that's a lot of what people love about the show. Yeah. But so folks that aren't familiar to your show there, talk a little bit about your start on Instagram, but turning that into a podcast and then eventually deciding to join Patreon. Yeah. So Tony was an audio producer at a radio station and I was working at the radio station and Tony was by far and away the funniest person in the building. So there's all these, you know, highly paid radio hosts and comedians and blah, blah, blah. Tony was way funnier and they just like would not give her a chance. So I said, you know, in radio, uh, you, you got to record like a demo, you know, like a three minute bit that you can email to all the radio bosses so they can see how you are. So I was like, well, let's, let's just jump in and record a demo. You're really funny. We need to, we need to send this out. I'll, I'm happy to, to help put the demo together. Um, and then we went, well, if we're going to record the audio, we might as well record video. And then once we did it, we thought, well, if we've recorded this video, we might as well put it on TikTok. And then it blows up on, on TikTok um, and people are like, oh, this is great. Where can I listen to the podcast? Which didn't exist at the time. And we just thought, oh, you know, it's a nice compliment or whatever. But I think after, you know, 20, 30, 40 comments say, where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? You start thinking, oh, maybe we, maybe we should just do this podcast. And, and again, it was just for Tony to get some practice and and do a demo and we were in lockdown at the time but because we worked for a media company we had like an exemption to go into the you know into the studio to go to work so we'd finish our work and then duck into a studio at the back and record and then we start uploading and off it goes and it got to the point where you know i don't think tony ever emailed the demo to anyone because why would you bother when the podcast is going so well and then we did our full-time jobs monday to friday then we recorded all day Saturday, edited all day Sunday, and then back again. So we did that seven days a week for a, a long time uh, until we almost died. And then we thought, okay, how can we get rid of, you know, that Monday to Friday job and, and do this full time? And, and Patreon was obviously a, a big part of that. You know, one thing you were mentioning to me earlier is in different parts of the, the world, Patreon is lesser well known. Yep. Tell us a little bit about in Australia and, and your audience. Yeah, so... Similar to people saying, where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? After we did the podcast, a lot of US listeners and because of TikTok and a few viral videos I did, you know, years ago, we had a bigger US audience than in Australia, which was sort of a running joke that, you know, Australia hates us. America is, is, is more fun. But in Australia, oh, sorry. So the people will keep saying, well, where's your Patreon? You know, where's your Patreon? And we went, oh, where? Oh. it feels a bit weird. And like a year later, I figured, because in Australia, we don't tip. When you go to a restaurant or a bar, 
taxi, whatever, you don't tip. Like if you work in a bar in Australia, you get paid like 25, 30 bucks an hour. It's sort of built into the price. And so we kind of associated Patreon with like tipping in the US. It's very common to go, oh, I really appreciate what you've done. Have a couple of dollars, you know, to say thank you. But in Australia, we just don't have this tipping culture. So we felt really ick and really like, you know, asking for money just isn't natural. Whereas I guess if you're a, a waitress or whatever, you know, you're working to get tips. Whereas in Australia, a waitress would say, oh, no, 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 like, don't be silly. Like, don't, don't give me any money. It's just not a part of the culture. So asking for money felt really strange and really like, oh, you know, podcasts are free. Who are we to ask for money? Like it was just a real mental barrier, like a bit of a, almost a limiting belief. But then we said, well, if, if people are literally asking where to send the money, I mean, and here we are going, oh, if only we could afford to quit our jobs. I mean, you know, it's, you're sitting there going, well, we've got this problem. And then people are offering the solutions. So why, you know, who are we to, to say no? So we set it up and we set it up with a bit of a, a challenge. So it was like, oh, if we get to a thousand patrons, we'll do this. And that's sort of how we launched. Oh, actually, no, we said we'd eat one chicken nugget for every person that became a patron. Cause we thought, oh, 50, hundred people. So what's that? 50 nuggets each. That'll be a bit funny. So within the first few days, there was 700 patrons. So we sat down and did a live stream for everyone that subscribed and tried to eat 700 chicken nuggets, which I can highly recommend that you don't do. Um, that was the second dumbest idea we've had with Patreon because obviously after 10, you're like, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm done, but it was really good fun anyway. And then another one, something happened in the show. It was this really awkward situation. I was going to have to call this girl back about something. And it was like, well, I'm only going to call her back if we get to a thousand Patreons by the end of the month. And then people were like, oh my God, I need to hear this phone call. Ryan's going to call this girl. And, and so that got us to a thousand. So once we got to a thousand, we were like, okay, this is starting to feel a bit real, you know, after the few months, because Patreon, you literally just click withdraw and, you know, it's in the PayPal instantly because sometimes numbers on the screen doesn't feel real but when it actually hits your bank account you go oh okay hang on we we might be onto something here and then yeah we kept kind of having little challenges and pushing it along to the point where we left our full-time jobs and we now do this full-time yeah and the way you two announced and made that challenge to patrons back in may of 2022 yeah i thought it was fantastic just what it means to you to have that audience what it allow you to do to quit your jobs there um, what else did you incorporate in that? How did you really make it your own and, and where you thought it would really resonate with your audience? Yeah, so May 2022, we said anyone who becomes a champion tarpa and people who are familiar with um, Patreon know that, you know, you can name your own tiers. So we've got a, because TARP, T-A-R-P is Tony and Ryan podcast. So the people that listen to tarpas. So a tarpa is like $4 a month. They get to approve an episode. Uh, $11 a month is exclusive. So they get some bonus content. $35 a month is a champion tarpa. And we came out in May and said, for anyone who's a champion tarpa, you're going to get a Frank Green water bottle, which is a, you know, a really nice water bottle here in Australia. And it was a part of the show because Tony used to talk about it all the time. And you might've heard people talk about their like emotional support water bottle or, you know, it's like a real comforting thing. And it was sort of a character in the show is too much, but it definitely became a character trait of Tony to have this water bottle. So we got them branded in the Tony and Ryan. And we said, everyone who gets that $35 tier is going to get sent one of these drink bottles. And if we get to 3000 in total subscribers, we're going to quit our jobs and do five episodes a week. And whilst it was all exciting and the, the drink bottles, I think like you mentioned, 
I think I just asked Tony, what would it mean to you to be able to do this as your full-time job? And as someone who'd been told no for five years, you know, and now suddenly here it is, we've skipped the middleman. We don't need the radio boss to give us approval. We don't need anyone else to sign off. We can just do it ourselves. And then, you know, you sort of speak from the heart a little bit and people really resonated with that. So we got there, we have shipped 3000 Frank Green water bottles to 84 different countries around the world. I'm now an expert in logistics, which I don't want to be. And I hate because I, we thought again, a hundred drink bottles, but we had to buy 3000. We had to get some factories to house them. And we also, and here's a tip as well. We also in our top tier have a personalized video. So when Brian, you sign up to be a champion tarpo, I go, Brian, thanks so much for listening. Here's Tony. We make a little joke about your name. Uh, we had to do 3000 of those. <laughs> so we thought we were going to do a hundred. We've had to do thousands of them and we've spent hours and hours doing personalized videos. But when we did that, it went from some really good hobby side hustle money to, wow, okay, this is really sort of life-changing stuff. We can quit our jobs and still be sort of earning more than we were and we can reinvest in, you know, the content. We can do more stuff. We're traveling around. We're buying things for our subscribers. We're having fun. We're having events and we're using that Patreon money. And that's sort of the momentum of the more money we've got to put on great events and do great stuff, the more people want to subscribe. So it's like a, you know, it serves itself and gets a lot of momentum up. So we're still going real strong and feeling real good about it. Yeah, it's such a beautiful story. And as your audience and Patreon member base has grown, are you still able to do some of those personalized items and shout outs? Have you adjusted anything based on the scale that you're at now? We've discussed taking out personalized videos because it's that in itself has become a, a big job. So we have made adjustments. We joined Spotify. And so the audio is exclusive to Spotify. So we couldn't therefore have any bonus episodes on Patreon because that was sort of part of the deal. So we took that out and like, then we're like, well, what do we replace it with? So now Tony does a weekly like written blog on there as well, which I think is an underutilized feature for Patreon because blogs, you know, a bit 15 years ago, but when it's a blog by the person who you're subscribed to and you love, that's where you, there's some real gold in there and people really look forward to it. So we do that. Uh, we do lots of polls. They're really fun in there as well. And monthly live streams. Tony's into crafting. So sometimes there'll be a crafting live stream as a bit of a bonus as well. But I think the smaller things still sound really good because people still like to hear it. So we've launched this thing called the Fuck It Fund. And excuse my French, uh, but basically it's a fund of money for people who are subscribed, who have always wanted to just, I don't know, Brian, what's something you've always wanted to do in your life that you've never had the chance to say, fuck it, I'll do it. What more comes to the mind for you? Oh, I really love coaching like kids sports. I'm helping with soccer for my daughter. I helped with awesome. roller hockey growing up and I'd love to not have to work for a while, like just go and do that, like yeah. coaching and, and working with kids. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, here's a couple of grand and we'll get your, the kids soccer team, uh, you know, some new jerseys or whatnot. Uh, this one guy in Brazil said, I've always wanted to travel. It's about 10 hours away by train, but it's the world's biggest water slide. So he's like, I need a train ticket. I need a ticket to this thing. And my friends come with me. So we're sending him to go on the biggest water slide in the world. And that comes from the fund. Cause he's like, I've always wanted to do it, but I've never really had the chance to say, fuck it. I'm doing it. So we're like paying for that. And then, you know, he's going to make a little video. He's a really nice guy. Eduardo is his name. And so then everyone gets to hear this really fun story. And so every few weeks, there's another person that's going to do something from the fuck it fun. Some of them are really big and exciting. Some of them are just small and a bit funny. So one person in, I think she's in Vancouver, her sister 
she just got married, but her, her new husband, he was cheating on her. So we're giving them $500 to have a wedding dress burning party. So they're going to have this big party. They're going to burn the dress. And it's like, you know, having a really good time. All their friends are coming over. So we're paying for this big party to be catered and all the drinks and the food and her friends to go around. And when people hear these stories, they just think this is really fun. So when they're contributing to Patreon, they're not just, you know, contributing to my rent. They're contributing to fun stuff. You know, they'll hear about later. And it, again, it's very self-serving because when people comment, they listen to the podcast to hear if their comments are read out. And then when they hear other people's comments read out, that makes them want to comment more. So our Patreon is quite a busy place to be. It's good fun. Yeah, you have such cool ways of bringing your audience into the experience. Can you also talk about some other elements? I know you do like an anonymous confessional type thing, and you also yeah. allow your members to be like the approvers of the show. What's that about? Well, every yeah, every podcast starts with us calling a Patreon subscriber and just asking, you know, well, actually the way it started is one of the people who commented, oh, you should start a podcast. I said, oh, wouldn't it be nice to start the first episode by calling her? And saying, oh, you said to do a podcast. If you give approval, we'll we'll do it. And then she's like, oh, yes, of course. And then it, it just sounded a bit cute and a bit fun. And it's one thing to say, oh, we've got fans and listeners and subscribers and whatnot. But when you can hear them and they're real people, it, it just really contributes to that sound of community. So when other people listen, they go, oh, there's other people listening as well. And so we just did it the next one and the next one and went, oh, this is fun. And people straight away were like, how do I approve? Where do I sign up? So then we we made that a feature of, of Patreon. So if you're a, a Patreon subscriber, that's one of the benefits you get is you get to approve an episode, which is super cute. And what we've noticed is the more stuff we do on Patreon, the more not only do people sign up, but less people leave. If like it's good for, it's one thing to get people to sign up, but it's another thing to keep them there. So obviously there's the things that we promise and we say, yep, every month we're going to do this, this and this, but if we've got a really random question or something to do with the show, I'm like, well, let's just go live in Patreon and ask people what they think because then they feel they're contributing and it's like we're giving a bit extra because they always get more content than they paid for. They're giving us money. Uh, so the least we can do is, you know, give them that much and more back. So the ability to just go live or if we're deciding, oh, should we do the live show here or should we do it there? I'll do a poll in Patreon. Like it's almost like a producer, you know, how many times do podcasters have conversations off air like, oh, do you think the people would prefer this or maybe we should talk about that? I was like, just ask them. Don't sit around for half an hour trying to guess what they think. You can ask them and have an answer pretty quick. Uh, and even if it's as small as, oh, me and Tony are watching a movie and we can't decide, should we watch this, this or this? And then they'll shoot. Like, it can be very small, but it can be very big. But um, the more you use it, the, the better it works. Hey, these are amazing. Now, we do have some creators that want to engage with their audience in a bigger way like this, but yep. different obstacles, concerns. Hey, do I have the time for this? Am I tapped yeah. out? Should I do this thing publicly with my whole audience? What yep. would you say to a Patreon creator like that to convince them to, about why, hey, do more things that are specific with your Patreon members? Well, like I said, for a year, we had full-time jobs and then worked on the weekend. And now, and like we were exhausted after that year, granted. But now I don't want to say like set for life, but like to think if we hadn't have done it, where would we be? You know, it's like, it's hard to comprehend how different our lives are because of just the effort we, we put in and effort doesn't have to mean doing a huge scale video. It could just be when you wake up in the morning and you're scrolling on your phone for five minutes in bed before you get up, instead of just scrolling, just reply to five comments. 
um, because five comments a day, you know, that's a, an extra thousand a year. And it really makes a difference to, to that audience engagement. It's just replying, whether that's in Patreon or even on TikTok, Instagram, wherever. Someone's spent a minute writing a comment on a piece of content you've done. For me, it's like, well, the least I can do is reply. And even that is just a first step is like creating a relationship because obviously traditionally in broadcast and I'm from radio, it's sort of, we talk at you and you listen and that's it. Right. But obviously now it's, it is more of a two-way relationship. So I think replying to a few comments, replying to a few DMs, the little things really add up. And if you think like, oh, that's exhausting and I don't want to do it, then maybe this isn't the job for you. Everyone wants the, the benefits, but we actually enjoy replying to all the comments. We enjoy sitting down and preparing an episode because that's what we want to do. And now we're doing it. So I think if you don't enjoy the nitty gritty, it's going to be a, a lot harder, but that's actually a good thing because if you do enjoy replying to comments, if you do enjoy preparing good content, it's actually surprising how not many people actually do it. Oh, I want to do this and I'd love to get paid for it and stuff. Okay, cool. What are you working on? Oh, that's boring. I just want all the cool stuff. Um, so we actually enjoy the nitty gritty. So if you enjoy it, you'd be surprised how much value it is just replying to comments. If that's an easy first step. Because when you like, have you ever had a big name, Brian, like reply to you or anything? It's special, right? To, to hear that recognition. It can be a small thing, but it makes someone's day and they'll, they'll remember it. They'll talk about it with other people after. Yeah. This um, Iron Maiden, the, you know, the rock band Iron Maiden, one of their guys like retweeted something I did once. And I still remember it six years later. And one time this other celeb replied to this guy I like in Chicago. His name's Rod. I don't know if you know of Rod. He talks about like all the millennial workers and stuff. He's like, does funny TikToks and Instagrams. He replied to one of our videos once and I lost it. Like this was like the coolest thing ever. And then you think, oh, everyone we reply to, they might have that feeling that we're talking about now. And then of course they're going to listen to the next day. Like it just really solidifies it so it seems so simple and so obvious but you would be surprised that the 90 percent of creators that don't reply to all their comments yeah i love that the power of replying but also the responsibility and hopefully the the fun if you're really in it for yeah. the right reasons around this absolutely well you and tony did a really cool marketing promotion in melbourne here with a giant garbage truck uh, in conjunction yep. with spotify can you tell people yep. like what was the story of that where did the idea come from well, the show was described by someone in a review or something as hot, fun garbage. And we thought that was fun. We thought that was cool. And we were thinking of, oh, you know, let's do something to kick the, the new year off with a bang. What, what's something exciting? And I think we sort of said, oh, you know, what would other podcasts do? And what, what's the opposite of that? And because we're not fancy people. I know influencers and creators, it's a bit of a Venn diagram. But you can imagine the when I say influencer, you think like, something really pretty and aesthetic and we're at this fancy place wearing fancy clothes and I was like oh what's the opposite of that I don't know let's just get a garbage truck <laughs> you know what's real what's real different it feels a bit nitty-gritty and then I thought oh someone described as a hot fun garbage yep let's get a garbage truck and then I've always had this idea and I thought it was really funny that um for instance my wife there's a few items of clothing I own that she's tried to throw out a whole bunch of times right and I feel like in most relationships, if I said, if you could throw out one item of clothing of your partners, that like your mind's already thinking about it. You already know what it is. So I always had this thought that was a funny concept and how's a way we could get people to throw out their partner's clothes. And then suddenly it all just comes together, right? You go, oh, we've been called hot fun garbage. We want to do something a bit gross and grimy. That's the opposite of fancy. 
I've had this idea about throwing it. And suddenly you go, oh, you know, this all just fits and works really well. So we got a garbage truck. It was properly wrapped in Tony and Ryan and said, hot fun garbage. And we said, yeah, come down and, and bring the clothes. And we thought, again, maybe 50 or 100 people would turn up. But it turns out there was a line for a few hours to come and throw stuff in the trucks with a couple of thousand people. And we did it in St. Kilda Beach, which in Melbourne, big popular beach, middle of summer, lots of people walking past. So it was almost worked as a billboard as well as an event, if that makes sense. And we had a huge spike in both listenership and also Patreon subscribers the week after we did that. So um, that was a lot of fun. And again, like I was saying before, with sort of like an investment, we used the money from Patreon to like make this thing. And Spotify helped a lot with this one, but we used money to make something big. And then that something big attracts more subscribers and more money. So it's sort of like I was saying before, we enjoy doing this. So we want to do it. If we just did Patreon to just like take the money and piss off, <laughs> uh, it might not have had the longevity that it has. But I think sort of reinvesting and having fun has worked really well and how that hot fun garbage truck came together. Yeah, it's such a cool, clever promotion. Uh, people should watch the, the whole video you put behind the scenes yep. on your YouTube page and also can feel a little bit of that inspiration from sort of the, the radio days. How do you make a, a cool, interesting event and get people yeah. out and engaged around it? Well, here's a fun thing for anyone, because I was a bit frustrated in radio, as a lot of people are when you just work for a big company. You know, you've got all these ideas, but there's three bosses and it's hard to do something. I had that idea for the partner's clothing like three or four years ago, and it didn't quite work out and I always just have this saying like I just put it in your pocket like you'll, you'll never know if that idea doesn't work now it doesn't mean it won't work ever so I'm like I just put it in your pocket put it in your pocket and then you never know uh, we're chatting we're talking about this garbage truck and I go oh I've got this in my pocket how about people bring clothes because we're kind of like well, we've got the truck what are we going to do with it it's funny but like does it have a purpose and I was like well it does now because I've had this idea for five years we're throwing out clothes all the clothes are donated to you know, charities and given second lives and stuff. But um, like I said, if you can't get your idea off the ground now, just, just put it in your pocket. It will come back. You'll find the spot for it sometime. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great message to end on. To recap some of the things we talked about, um, make your own chance. Get started. Do something yep. weekend, nighttime. Get going with it. You can become an expert in logistics and the business side. That's part of being a Patreon creator and, and learning that. Oh, yeah, if you have to. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It is good to learn new stuff, but it's sometimes a pain in the ass, but it's worth it in the end, obviously. Yeah. Take advantage of all the tools to interact, blogs, polls, et cetera. Find your downtime in between time. Make those replies because of the magic that has with your audience and, and that special kind of moment there. And I loved your ending point. Keep those ideas in your pocket. Save them. You, you'll never know what the chance is to put it all together. So... Ryan, thanks so much for sharing all these insights with Patreon creators on Backstage with Patreon. Oh, no worries. Thank you, Brian. And yeah, good luck to everyone else trying it. I think there's a lot of great blogs and stuff on the Patreon website because we literally started and went, well, what are we going to do? So we just went on the blogs and said, here's what other podcasters are doing. I've even messaged other podcasters on Patreon and go, what are you guys doing? What are you working? The community within Patreon and the information within there as well. There's a lot of stuff to help make it really easy to get started and get going and, and do really well. And like, yeah, some people are, are doing very, very well for themselves. So thanks, Patreon, for making it possible for us. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Tune in next week to Backstage with Patreon, when we'll have guests from the Patreon product marketing team to catch us up on three recent product launches that improve the content experience for members and help convert your page traffic into new members. These span video, podcasting, and the main creator page. And we want to make sure that more creators are able to take advantage of the new features.
To catch every episode of Backstage with Patreon, follow or subscribe in your podcast app and leave us a review. We also have transcripts available at patreon.com slash backstage. You're growing as a creator by listening to the show. So why not share the insights from this episode with another creator on Patreon or who is running a creative business? We'd love to have you as an active collaborator with Backstage with Patreon. Come join the discussion in the Patreon Creator Discord. Follow the link in the episode notes, and you can get answers to your follow-up questions directly from the guests and weigh in on what topics we'll be covering next. Editing by Tyler Morissette. I'm Brian Keller. See you next time backstage.